Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. And as always, I'm here with my partner in crime, Mr. Tate Matthews. Tate, girls soccer in the books, state cross country this week, and then the start of state football. And then you always mention too, the bounce of the ball in the gym. Here we go. Got a little practicing going on, wrestling getting started. So it's a real exciting time. So if you're down because of the weather, and if you're down because we're going to be doing some time changes here in a week or so, <laughs> this will get you up a little That'll bit. That'll get you pumped up. We'll get you through the week. The temperature dropped on us. Oof, I do not like that. It's cold down here in the, in the studio, but that's okay. But uh, you mentioned cross country. So, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned uh, soccer, volleyball. Well, we either have a one or a two in everything, and I think we're getting ready to get a one or a two, probably a one in cross country. So exciting to talk about that, but uh, you know, we, we, we've kind of got this uh, girls sports thing figured out here in WCS. Well, I know you're referring to soccer. Correct. Obviously, volleyball did okay, too. Uh, Ravenwood finishes as runner-up. I was on the the warpath last week talking about them finishing six but still making it. I was so excited about that. You're right. Uh, Franklin makes it to the semis. Uh, both teams lose to Bearden. And, and I look back at this. In fact, our man Charles Pulliam. Charlie. He, they hadn't lost in three years. I think their last loss actually was to Franklin in the semis that year that Franklin and Ravenwood played in the final. Yep. Well, they're a traditional powerhouse. I mean, they've, they've been good in soccer for as long as I can remember. That's a place where people go to play soccer. They're a lot like Brentwood Volleyball. I'm not comparing them to Brentwood Volleyball, but they've been good yeah. that long. Uh, so they've got a really good team right now, and, and uh, you beat Franklin 3-1 to one and Ravenwood 4-0. to zero. I think that uh, they're the state champions, so they're the best team, no doubt. But I think there's really no debate. They are the best team. The best team won this year. I think we maxed out, honestly. We did too. And 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 you mentioned uh, if I, I just I really do. I understand why you're so proud of it, and you should be. But finishing sixth in your district, and you're the number two team in the state, that speaks a lot about your district, but it also speaks a lot about your team. It's just a, it's just a cool story, man. Well, and I'll I'll stay on this war path a little longer. The fact that we all play one another. And even if the teams all agreed to play one another, which, by the way, they wouldn't. Right. <laughs> when it's for a district win, it obviously ramps it up a little bit. You're going to see it in baseball. Uh, do you see what the baseball coaches did? They're no. playing all three-game series. Oh, boy. So there's going to be 24 district matchups. And I say good on them. Because here's what happens. Pitching will be at a premium. Well, when you play those regular season matchups where you don't really care who the pitcher is, you're going to have to already go ahead and plan for it because as you and I have witnessed the past few years, when you get to the end of baseball and guys are like, uh, I pitched in the JV game this year and that's it, and they're pitching in like the semifinals or final, good preparation for it. So that's it's right. it's going to it's gonna ramp it up in baseball too. Yeah. I believe it. I do too. I like it. Uh, and again, you know, we, we talked about it. You, you see that in college. You see, you see it in the SEC in football, right? I mean, iron sharpens iron. And that's why when you can make it out of there, they're usually pretty successful in the playoffs. Let's talk about Ravenwood a little bit. And a big shout out to 
Megan Holloway, who filled in for Coach Mancini. Great job. Came in right after that Brentwood uh, matchup during the regular season. Coach Mancini out on maternity leave. Uh, she still was going to matches, though. She was yes. getting in there supporting the team. Uh, she was paying attention for sure. Definitely paying attention. So their road to the final, uh, they beat Oakland. They're down one nothing at the half. Same as always, they're down at the half. <laughs> they scored two goals in the second half. Abigail Dibble and Addison Hollowell with goals. Then in the semifinals, uh, Dibble scored on a penalty kick in overtime. 1-0 went over Collierville. And here's something I thought was kind of scary for everyone else in WCS. They have four seniors. It, it's funny how classes, you kind of, if a class is good academically and athletically, it's, it's across the board. I think about that Ravenwood football team. Yep. They've got a lot of young dudes. We won't be talking about that next year. We'll be talking about, man, they're experienced. And same thing for uh, Ravenwood soccer. Yeah, well, and I think a part of that is that sixth-place finish, right? They were growing up during the season. And uh, by the end of it, they're no longer young or inexperienced anymore. So, uh, yeah, that would – I would definitely raise – have my antennas up if I was having to compete compete with Ravenwood next year. Uh, four seniors, your number two, great run, got picked off by Bearden. Um, I'd, say the, I'd say they've got to be the preseason favorite next year. Well, you take a look at Franklin, they just rolled Walker Valley in the first round, which we thought would happen. 3-0 goals by Sienna Elder, Ellen McDonough, Mia Hassan. Uh, again, great run for Coach Burgoyne and his squad. They lose twice during the season to the eventual state champion, and then in the regional tournament to the state runner-up. Did okay. And, Pretty good season. And, and Ravenwood goes into the tournament like 9-5 and five or 8-5. and five. It's, it's really pretty special. It is. And, and, you know, congratulations to the Lady Admirals, too. A great season, uh, you know. Um, wanted to end up with a gold ball, but getting beat by Bearden, you know, I, I, like you said, being on that side of the bracket – I don't know that anybody was beating Bearden, so I think they got the absolute most out of this season that they could get. Let's move on to football. I, I always say week 10, but really. I, yeah, I know. It's 11, right, or 12 or whatever it is. Well, zero. okay, I'd love I'm, to know what I'm you I'm saying because we're always – we played 10 weeks. Right. And since about? we were all off the same week, right. I just call it week 10. No, I'm with you. It's I, actually 11. Well, I still – Mess with it too. I liked. I'd love to know what you think. We had to have talked about this. the week zero thing. I liked it better. I'd much rather say week zero and then week ten be the last week of the season than week eleven. Right. I think that sounds stupid. I, yeah, I don't know what we call it anything. <laughs> well, you're calling it week eleven. Right. I'm just saying, and when it comes down to it, I'll just. Be, I want week one to now be week zero. <laughs> And I want week 11 to now be – I want to end the regular season on week 10. But start – Whatever we got to do to do that. I like that too, but calling it zero is weird too. It's how about, better how than about, calling it week 11. Hey, week 11. I've, I've got an idea. This is the first week of the season, and this one's the last one, and everything in between, don't call it any. <laughs> there you go. They just need to put us in charge, man. <laughs> we can fix a lot of this stuff. Important stuff here. So, uh, last week, everybody pretty much played Thursday. Anyways, for... <laughs> week 10 slash week 11 recap. So, there were only two matchups on Friday. Everything else was Thursday night, either 
TSSAA had set it up that way or uh, teams moved it. So we'll start with the WCTV game of the week. The border battle, Summit 32, Independent 17. Summit finishes third in the region, Independence fourth. So it really didn't mean anything except for who they're going to play. And then to right. say you're third. They're, you, they're both going on the road. You, you say you're third in our region. To me, that's a good thing. Uh, Summit actually, Tate, I thought this was pretty interesting. They had two 16-0 runs. 16, 3-0 Indy, 16 straight. 14 straight for Indy, 16 straight again for Summit. That's pretty strong. That's a, I thought that was an interesting. I, I, you know, I, I like, you know, I like numbers. You do. I like numbers and stats. Stats, analytics. Uh, and by the way, I liked this week's gem as well. Four touchdowns, four converted two-point conversions. I, I've never heard of that, actually. Me either. Especially in when we got the kicking game, and so something's obviously a mess. Yes, yes. <laughs> Would love to, and, and to convert all four, that's, yes. that's unheard of, really. And, and they ran three of them out. It wasn't like they were. You think about conversions being passes, You go right? back, and, and I know you – you were a coach, so you understand this better than me. But 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 the whole I do think this was I know eh, it didn't really matter one's third, one's fourth. I think it was very big for Summit because uh really struggled at the beginning of the season. Second half of the season, they're really playing well. I just feel like this just gives them a lot of confidence going into I feel like this loss would have been much more damaging to Summit than it would have Summit. I mean independence going into the playoffs. Confidence-wise, team, I think that's fair to say. Wise, locker room-wise, I think that's I think fair this, to say. I think, I think this gives Summit a real boost. And does this mean that? And uh, of course, the season's not over, so we'll see. But at football media day, you know, we were we were kind of going back and forth who was going to be right and who was going to be wrong. You said the surprise team was Franklin. I said the surprise team was Indy. I guess it was Summit. They finished third. That's why we just don't need to be there. <laughs> but there were some more predictions that we'll get to in a little bit that we'll talk about. Well, I'm just trying to make it close. Oh uh, no, they, they man, they they have gotten. That's what's. I always love watching things like this. Coach Coleman's got some silver balls and he's got a gold ball. So it would sound like a ignorant statement to say this might be the best coaching job he's ever done at Summit but this might be the best coaching job he's ever done at Summit. Might be. Uh, McElhaney, we talked about Mason McElhaney. 25 carries, 127 yards, three rushing touchdowns. He also had a passing touchdown to Dylan Pierce on three for three passing. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hey, and speaking of our man Mason McElhaney, let's take a look, Tate, at the WCTV Play of the Week. That clock continues to wind down on the Eagles. Oh, and oh, oh, what in the world? What a play. <laughs> Definitely don't think that was. That was going to be the counter back yes. to this wide side. They missed the handoff. And McElhaney. Yeah, I say McElhaney just made something out of nothing. Or right, one more play. This is going to be too easy. So McElhaney with his third rushing touchdown for tonight. McElhaney just going to lower the shoulder and get the six. Well, what we ought to do is throw number 45 on him and just call him a single-wing tailback like Coach Johnny Majors, <laughs> a la General Neyland in the single wing. It's a little bit better than that. But 
the guy just finds, as you just saw, the guy has a knack one way or the other of making sure that the ball gets in the end zone. 25 carries, 127 yards. And this has been the story the whole year since after about the third week of the season, uh, three rushing touchdowns. Now you throw in there, that's just enough, right? Just enough to keep them honest. Three for three and a touchdown. The guy's had a heck of a year. No surprise. Coach Coleman talked about him a lot last year, and then we, we know what happened there, and so that didn't come to fruition. So we shouldn't be surprised at what he's – because he's been telling us this guy's a heck of a ball player he is. But, again, that's the thing I love. Two things. One, he, he knows how to find the end zone. And number two, he's been carrying that ball about 25 times a game, and he's not fumbling. He's a tough cat. You know, something I – when I looked at this, because – it wasn't overwhelming great stats offensively in terms of yards. 229 Indy, 287 Summit. Uh, the penalties, I thought that was great. Look how low that is. Six penalties total, two for Summit, four for Indy. But if you really look at the numbers, I think it comes down to two things. One, Summit had the ball 28 minutes. 28-20 in terms of uh, time of possession. And the turnovers, Summit zero, Indy two. That's the difference in the game. That's the way they got to win. Ball control, coming at you physical, tough, and can't turn that ball over, which they haven't been doing. So, again, a big part of that is I don't know how many total offensive plays they had, but 28 of the time the ball was in McElhaney. I mean, he's touching it every time. But, uh, yeah, that's their recipe right there. And, obviously, hey, we, we've seen independence. They put up some big offensive numbers. Defense played well, played well also. Let's talk about our other Friday night game, the Battle of the Woods, Brentwood 17, Ravenwood 0. Tate, and rightfully so, you were out on assignment with your son Jackson. Uh, Charles Pulliam filled in for you and did a nice job. You know, I had forgotten. This is the second time Charlie has filled in and, and been on game day. Dr. Qualls right. was at a – it bicycle, he was r- r- racing <laughs> BMXs or something one week, wasn't he? <laughs> a couple years ago. I think it was actually an Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a little. <laughs> Come on, man, go with me on this. Uh, was, a, was it a Brentwood matchup? I feel like it was I, Brentwood. I feel like it was. I feel like it was the Battle of the Wood. Uh, so, have you noticed I refused to give in on that? Hey, let me tell you, I did some. I'm glad you brought it up. I did some informal research. So, with the Brentwood students, I said, hey, we have a disagreement about whether it's this, my buddy, Tate. <laughs> and one of them goes, where is Tate? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, he thinks it's Battle of the Wood. I think it's Battle of the Woods. By applause, tell me what you think. No one thinks it's Battle of the Wood. And I thought they would have a better chance of agreeing with you because they'd like to say the Battle of Brentwood, but we're really... But here's, again, I go back to this. I think you're right, but I'm right in the current situation. No, no doubt about it. Originally Wood. Right. The, the trophy is Wood. Right. And it says Battle of the Wood. But I think it's just morphed into... Real quick, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but for the new viewers, here's the reason why. It start, I'm telling you, I was around. It started off as... They're both in what city? Brentwood. It started off as the Battle of Brentwood. There's not two cities called Brentwood. It's not the Battle of Brent. It wasn't Brentwood versus Brentwood, the Brentwoods. It was the Battle of Brentwood, the Battle of the Wood. It gets confusing because you named Ravenwood. If Okay, let's, I, 
If Ravenwood High School was called Woodland High School, right, if they had named it Woodland High School, is it the Battle of the Woods or is it the Battle of Wood? The Wood. Well, I don't think it was a good example because Wood is in that school too, Woodland. Bro, gosh, <laughs> I screwed it all up. Sunset, Sunset High School. If it was Sunset High School and it was Battle, it'd be Battle of the Wood. Battle of the Wood because it's the Battle not, of Brentwood. But uh, Sunset in Brentwood. <laughs> Part of it. <laughs> We'll never get, we'll never get. I think what we ought to do, anytime we do logos, we ought to make that S like a different shape. That way. We're in a uh, quotation mark. That's right. That way like it's Like Captain both. Text Message. <laughs> hey, a couple of things. I, I caught you on that. A couple of things. Uh, uh, we've been talking about this. Brentwood going undefeated, which is impressive. First time that Coach Finch, as head coach, has won this game. So one and two now. And the first loss for Coach Hester in this matchup He's now 5-1. and one. Here's something else that's going to change. They've never played in the playoffs with Coach Hester as the head coach. Really? Never have. Ravenwood leads that series 3-1 playoffs. Brentwood now is ahead 13-12. That's a real rivalry, by the way. That's the way it ought to be. It's not 28-87 uh, uh, to 87 or whatever it is with Kentucky, Tennessee. Now. Or, or they, Tennessee, Florida. Anyway, my hey, real quick, how did two questions? How did the Brentwood student section treat Coach Hester? Uh, about you, what you would expect? About what you'd expect. But he, you know, he's an alumni. He mentioned I'm an alumni. So he used to be an assistant coach. He's like I'm an alumni of the school too. He tried to, but when he left the stage, it. I said, "Let's give it up for Coach Hester." I think I even added former assistant and alumni, and it was they didn't care. They didn't care. And how did Charles do? Charles did great. Good. He did great. Uh, if there's ever a fourth spot on the desk, I think he's the leading candidate. There's some other guys that aren't candidates, but we won't get into it. Correct. Uh, let's talk a little stats here. Baylor Hayes, I, man, I love looking at his stats every week. Yep. It's just, it's so efficient. 12 for 15, 115 yards and a touchdown to Charlie Mullis. I had to do a double take on this one, Tate. I was there, so I realized it, but I didn't really realize it. 86 yards in the first half for uh, Ravenwood. 212 for the game, 11 or 12 rushing yards? Yep. 12? Yep. I, I mean, I never – and when you look at the lines, Ravenwood's O-line, Brentwood's D-line, it looks like there's some physical advantages in those spots, but Brentwood plays great defense. They do, and have all year long. Uh, they're just, you know, we talked about it. They're just a complete team. You know, they've got, they're just complete. There's no weaknesses. You, they've got the quarterback. We all know about him. <laughs> they've got running backs. They've got five or six wide receivers. Charlie Mullis gets another touchdown. Remember the screen touchdown pass he had big play against Centennial? Yes. You know, he's not going to have 10, touchdown, 10 receiving touchdowns over the year, but they keep spreading it out, and he's a guy that, I, I guarantee there was something there that they saw, and that's why the ball went to him. That was a heck of a play. Um, they've got the wide receivers. Then you get over on defense, man, the front seven. They're not giving up much. And then on the backside with the secondary, you know, you got Mr. Turnover, Sylvester over there. We don't talk enough about Armstead at punter and Hayes at, at kicker. It's a complete team. So you hold a Ravenwood to 86 yards in the first half. I don't think the state champion, the defending three-time defending state champion, held them to 86 yards in the first half. 
They're 10 and 0 for a reason, is what I'm saying. Femi Babalola, 16 for 23, 200 yards. Ben Hubbard, 98 of those yards. Uh, but really, defensively, yes. But offensively, just they got dominated. Yes. They did. But they're going to play again. Here's what I would say. When you play again, I always think in rivalries. I think it's been established now Brentwood's the better team. They are. This year, you mean? Yes. Yeah. But it's close enough that if you're playing and it's on the line and there's pressure and Ravenwood's look, because you know as a Brentwood player, they'd be, what, 12-0 and at the time maybe or 13-0 and when, when they would play? 12-0. and 12-0 and because it'd be third game. Uh, I'm telling you the pressure would be on Brentwood big time. Yeah. And you never, ever know. Coach Hester would have a couple things up his sleeve. You know what They'd makes – They'd be loose. They know, would be loose. You know what makes pressure a lot easier to deal with? Being real good. 30 – yes, that too. <laughs> and 30 seniors. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's talk about this one, Tate. A this wise coach once told me, I don't buy into that. It's harder to beat them the second time or the third time. Yeah, I, I've, Coach, I just kicked your teeth in three times. <laughs> Why would the fourth be any different? You know that guy? Know him well. <laughs> uh, know where it came from and know the guy that mentioned it to you. Uh, so this one, I think, kind of got lost because it was Thursday night. But you were there. Yeah. You were out there watching that thing live. I was at, I was at state soccer, but you were on assignment for Page versus Nolensville. I think going into that game, we knew how great Page was, especially defensively. I think there's an argument that Page is the second best team in WCS. And they might even say second. That's what I was about to say. Were you talking about second? No. That was, and I know they played without Ty Collins, no one's real, which hurts bad. Yes. But, man, 45 to 14. They scored more points on defense than no one's real scored in the game. Yes. Three. Safety. Weebush with a pick six, Ains with a pick six. Right. What were your – give us some your thoughts about that. Uh, first of all, let's start off with Nolensville. I thought Aaron Sylvester came in and did a great – he's a sophomore. <clears throat> uh, now I know the answer to what are they going to do when Ty Collins leaves. Aaron Sylvester is what they're going to do, and uh, he's going to be just fine, but he's a sophomore. And Paige is, Paige is just defensively – you looked at their, their defense, their whole defense compared to Nolensville's – Offensive line, they're just much, much bigger. But Aaron Sylvester um, played really, really good. The touchdown pass he threw to Caleb Farr when they came out and started the second half, started the third quarter at the beginning of the second half, that was a beautiful ball. It was a great play call. Might have been a busted coverage. doesn't matter. He put the ball right on the money. It was a beautiful touchdown pass. Uh, you've heard me say this. I, Coach Derek, I, I think those guys do as good of a job coaching as anybody out there. Uh, they were just mismatched. wasn't going to happen. So, they can play again. It's going to be the same result. I think they got the best out of it. I was so impressed with Paige's defense. They're big. They're physical. They're nasty. They run to the football. Uh, the safety, his name's Knight something. He came up. He set the tone on the very first possession. He came up from his safety spot, and he put a lick on the ball carrier and – in case they were wondering, he announced to everybody what kind of game it was going to be. So, and then you got guys breaking on the ball and, and making plays like that. Wee Bush, we we're used to him making the interceptions. Hey, Brennan Ains, he's bigger than you I like him. him. You I like love him. him. I love him. Good looking kid, man. Uh, I get it. Coach Rathbone talks about him a lot. He he's a little bit quieter uh, than our man, the Dukes of Hazard. I love uh, Hazard too. We love we love them both and. Uh, 
So I've seen it now. I, 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 thought, I thought Eric was a lot bigger than Angs. He's not. Uh, they're just built differently. They're both. They're just both really big, physical. So, anyways, you got those two guys on the edge, on the edges. That's really, really tough. Um, but I'll tell you what I was most impressed with: Ethan Cunningham's running style. I really like him, man. They got that big offensive lineman. They got, they got big row back. Uh, got to see Coach Rathbone's son Jacob. Boy, he there's he's got one goal. He wants his guy on the ground. <laughs> At the end of every play, uh, but the Collins kind of now that again now that O'Connell's back, that offensive line's so big. He's got a low running style. You can tell he kind of hides behind him, and then bam, he's on you. He's a downhill runner, uh, faster than probably what people think. That's a that's a heck of a running attack. And this is what I took from it. I think Page thinks they're going to see Centennial again. The way to beat them is to play defense and to run the ball, and that's what that looks like to me. Jonathan Palmer had a nice night, but I think running the football is what playoff page football is going to be about. That Palmer with the touchdown pass uh, to McLean Copeland, yeah. and then also want to you mentioned Sylvester, who did a good job filling in for Ty Collins, his touchdown pass to Caleb Farr. One more thing, and then we'll move on. You, you, you see, you see the stats every week, Tamaska. He had no room to run. They suffocated him, man. That front seven suffocated him. They're good. Yep. They really are. Fairview with another region championship. 14-0 win over White House Heritage. No scoring until the fourth quarter. And then Trayvon Murray with a couple of rushing touchdowns and what it's allowed them to do. You talked about this. We're not having to mention Billingsley quite as much. Although, come playoff time, Probably going to get a heavy dose of him again, too. Yeah, we got to play your dudes in the playoffs. We still have that in our quiver. We're just not using it right now. Right? Jax McCoy. Jax McCoy getting better. Hey, think about this. We talked about this this weekend. It's just funny how when you look in the rear view, first week of the season, Fairview gets beat by East Hickman. Which may be one of the worst losses in the history of Fairview. Correct. And what do we do? We turn around, we lose week two. Holy cow, what's going on? Region champions at the end of the year. Which Love is it. which is what matters. Yep, that's right. Centennial. I, you know, I thought this could have been a trap game for them. You think about a trap game the 10th week of the season, but Hillsboro's fired up because they know Coach Stewart. Yep. And it's a region game. And they're buddies. And Centennial had lost two in a row, and they absolutely waxed Hillsboro. 48-13. Total of 35 points. I didn't know. <laughs> Percy Priest Lake. You call him Mallory Lane Mall. I call him Percy Priest Mall. <laughs> 40 foot Donzi, cool like Fonzie. And it could have been worse. Yeah. Coach Brown's his buddy. Or he'd have put more on him. Another one. Franklin. 28-6 win over Overton. Admirals finished the season with two consecutive wins. Something to look forward to in the offseason. Obviously, I've got to make an official hire here in the next month or so. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But those folks, the seniors can go out going. That's the thing. It's kind of it's, it's cool about football. Even when you're not a playoff team, you can still finish the year with, oh, we won our last game. That's a different kind of deal. But that's the way it's set up, obviously, in football. So I was – Happy for them. Coach Webb obviously doing a nice job filling in. 
Uh, and as you mentioned before, what Coach Melton had put together for those three years obviously had a lot, of, lot to do with it too. All right, now Tate, because we're heading into the state championship this week. Brentwood wins the girls and boys region championship. And I want you to look at these team scores. Again, we don't, we don't do the Wilco and Wilco crime, as you like to say. Correct. But uh, in particular on that boys' side. So look at, look at the girls. So they get 35 points. So the way that works for the viewers out there, you get wherever you finish, that's your points. And it's the top five. So, so you want to be the low score. Kind of like golf. Uh, so the five for Brentwood's girls, third, fourth, sixth, seventh, 15, total of 35. Now, Paige, by the way, 57, that's pretty good too. Uh, but that second place, 22 point or place difference. Look at the boys, 39, Ravenwood 89, and that was second place. Fourth, fifth, eighth, tenth, twelfth. Hey, man, you got to finish in 12th. You got to pick it up. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. It's, it's just. 50 points is a boat race. Uh, and what I think is even more impressive about that Brentwood team score, the third and the fourth, one and two are probably going to be one and two at the state track meet. Right. A <laughs> uh, little bit of a surprise maybe for people that just names and watching the show, but uh, Janie Halterman for Independence finishes first and 37 seconds ahead of Claire Stegall. That's, that's what Stegall does people. That's, Typically. That's right. That's what, in track, in the 1600 and the 3200. Uh, one, I think she's a better track runner than she is cross country, but still, she's unbelievable. Uh, Janie Halterman, a 1701. Um, I've, I've been, in the last few years, I've been paying more attention to cross country. 1701 is smoking. Smoking. That's, that's legit. It's real good. Uh, I thought this was pretty interesting, too. So our teams, I think it was 12 boys teams, maybe nine or 10 girls teams. Uh, so there was four, three or four other schools outside of our county at the region. And on the girls' side, you got to go all the way down to number 16 to find somebody not on one of our teams. On the boys' side, you had to go down uh, to, it was 16 and 17. So we had the top 15 boys and the top 16 girls. Well, look at the girls' team standings. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you had to go down to eighth to get a team place. <laughs> and the boys. And that's only because we only have seven. <laughs> and the boys were one through six and then eight and ten. So it was just crazy. Miles Raymer, who's been great all year for Ravenwood, 15-48, wins it. Asher Oates, Independence, finishes second. One second behind. So he's right there on his heels so to speak. Uh, again, you see a lot of Brentwood. You talk about it all the time. Same thing in track. They just accumulate points. You were talking about on the girls' side, Banavac, fourth, Hawes, third, Cromwell, seventh, uh, Abby Cobb, or excuse me, Cromwell, sixth, Abby Cobb, seventh, and on the boys' side, you see Payne Fielder uh, at fourth, and then you've got Keller Vaughn, uh, Wyatt Grove, some of the same names that we've seen uh, the past couple of years. Callahan Fielder, was was another one the brother combination? It's always the brother and sister combination. It's a, it, it's a, in that sport. I think really more than the whole family other. gets it done. Yeah, if you're a running family, we're all runners. It's crazy because <laughs> you have to. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Fairview won their region, uh, won the boys, girls finished second, and then shout out to Andy Leonard, individual champion. I saw where Mr. Butler put it out like good week, football region championship, and 
uh, cross country region championship and soccer won the re don't forget about I'm not talking about it. I, I reminded the Brentwood fans when we were doing pick'ems. I said we're going to pick the Fairview game. I was like, hey, y'all probably don't. They're in Williamson County, folks. <laughs> That's usually Dr. Qualls' line. Because <laughs> they were like, still the greatest line of the year, I'm telling you. And Fairview, you brought it on yourself because you didn't play in football. She said, fair. Ooh, I'm picking sick more. <laughs> Dr. Hill, that is. What I say? No, you just didn't say who it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she picked Sycamore. I mean, I don't know that anybody picked Sycamore. She didn't believe it, but she just wanted to get that line in. It they could it could have been Red Bull and Springs. <laughs> it could have been Gallatin. She was picking them. Uh, Tate, you always enjoy this part of the show. This what happened? Year. We're going to do the well, not the pick'ems part, but the playoffs. How we're oh, going to yeah. go through the playoffs, but. I don't want to go too fast on this, but I think we need to. Uh, and by the way, uh, fans, you can continue throughout the course of the playoffs to vote on X, okay, WCSCO Athletics. Last week's pick'ems, i got to give you credit where credit's due. You went 6-0. Dr. Qualls and the fans went 5-1. Yours truly went 4-2, but I had such a cushion that I'm still two ahead. I've got 60 wins. You've got 58 wins. The fans have 58 wins. Dr. Qualls, he's in his rightful place. He's out. He's done. He's 56 out. wins. So and let's just let's just make sure we know, Miss Hester, Mimi. The reason Dr. Qualls went five and one is because he picked against your son. Oh, that's right, because he missed the Indy game. He missed the Indy Summer game. He got the Brentwood Ravenwood game right because he picked Brentwood. But I didn't because I picked Ravenwood. Playoff, so it's all, we'll see. We got a chance. Right, six so, and oh, baby. Six so, and oh. Here's what we'll do. Do a little differently. We're going to do our picks of okay. the first round playoffs, and then we'll look at the brackets closer. So here we go. I'll pick first since I won the regular season. But it's not over yet. It's total season. That's fair. Brentwood versus Cane Ridge. You'll have that hat on. It's going to be a complete blowout. They're the number one seed at 10 and 0. Cane Ridge, 2 and 8. I'm going Brentwood. Uh, you're going Brentwood, too. <laughs> Coach Finch, got paging Captain Finch to the hard deck. Boat race, the Bruins. The Brew wins. Uh, are you going to keep that on for Ravenwood, Stewart's Creek? Ravenwood at home, two seed versus Stewart's Creek, the three seed. Paging Captain Hester to the hard deck. <laughs> Boat race. Uh, th now, these two games will be on the road. Summit at Antioch. I've got Summit. Paging Captain Coleman. <laughs> Paging Captain Coleman to the hard deck. This one, you take a little break, just a second. And this is your pick, by the way. Independence five and five at number one, Smyrna six and four. Independence gets the win, uh, but this is not a boat race. Smyrna is pretty good, um, they're, and they're very well coached. So you've got well coached versus well coached. Uh, they do have some athletes, but at the end of the day, Independence will have too much for them. It's a double-digit win. I'm just not prepared to call it a boat race. So regions, uh, uh, what are what are we? Region six six a. Yeah, Rich, region six six a, a sweep for the good guys. 5A. I'm assuming you're going with Indy. Indy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Indy. It's okay. Well, I, in case I mess up, I'm picking this in all eight. But I don't want to give away any drama. 
Uh, 5A, page 9 and 1 versus Franklin County, 3 and 7. Uh, this is my pick, Paige. You know who the coach Franklin County is? Hey. Tracy Hayworth. Remember him? Played for the Vols? Yes. Uh, so, love Coach Hayworth. Look, like there was a thing with your – or was that another trip? Yeah, that, no, that's him. He, he, had, he had some uh, positive reinforcement <laughs> for Coach Majors when Coach Switzer was visiting practice. Uh, if we're talking a fist fight, Franklin County. We're talking a foot with the head coaches. <laughs> we're talking a football game. We're talking about a boat race. Paige and Captain Rathbone. Agreed, Paige. Big. Uh, your pick, Centennial Columbia. Centennial at home versus number three Columbia. Columbia's not bad. Not bad. The Bill Marbot dump <laughs> is taking a running clock loss. <laughs> Centennial's playing with an edge. They're mad. Uh, they're, 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 what they don't know is the votes have already gone in for Mr. Football, but our man DJ Curl on the defensive side, 100-plus tackles flying around to the football. Uh, he's still trying to make a case of why he ought to be at Dom Reed. They're going to get him back into Mr. Touchdown. Dom Reed has at least three touchdowns. This is a boat race. And before it's over, our man Tanner Lee is going to be back. That's right. Uh, Nolensville at Tullahoma. Three seed traveling to the number two seed. Doesn't matter what the seeds are. Nolensville's winning. The sun drops. Century dump falls to the Nolensville Knights. Coach Derrick gets another playoff win. Uh, they go to nine and two, but it is not a boat race. And the last matchup in three A Fairview seven and three versus one and nine Maplewood. You think they want to play that game? They're one and nine. They don't. Want I'm to assuming you're asking about Maplewood. Yeah, they don't want to play. Not only do they not want to do that, they don't want to drive all the way out to Fairview. Um, they can get some pizza on the way home to go. To snappies, go order. Little snappies. To go order. To go. Uh, I'm not willing to call it a boat race, but Fairview easily wins. So we both. We're going undefeated in the playoffs. That's, I mean, first round. That's impressive. Dang right it is. Eight of the nine teams make it because that's the most that can make it, and we win every game going in. Uh, I always say this. And it's worth saying, if you put Franklin in as a four seed, they would also win. Correct. All right, listen, our resident expert when it comes to football, Mr. Matthews, I want us to take a look at these brackets. We're going to just go, we'll start with 3A. So as you look at Fairview, I think we'll both agree on the top part of the bracket. Uh, we can go ahead and write Alcoa in. They'll be in the final. Uh, I think we both Agree with that, right? Do you see that that little line that's all by itself that says state champion? Should I write them you in there? You can go ahead and put them in there. <laughs> all right, but since we just got one team in it, we won't spend a ton of time on this one. But I like Fairview's draw. So they've got Maplewood, and then if they win that matchup, they will end up hosting Liberty Creek, who's going to beat Sycamore. I think that's a tough matchup. It is a tough matchup. And uh, Liberty Creek is going to beat Sycamore. And Fairview is going to beat Maplewood, and that game is going to be a very high offensive output. Uh, that's not going to be a that's not going to be a low scoring affair. I think Liberty Creek is going to have a hard time stopping Fairview, but they've got a Mr. Football semifinalist, I guess. I don't think they've announced that yet. Whatever. Uh, they they've got a Mr. Football candidate in Brian Rager at quarterback. He's a dual threat guy. He's the real deal. So Liberty Creek can score points. So can Fairview. That's what will happen in that game. Uh, above that, East Nashville is going to kill Cheatham County, and then whoever wins White House, Heritage, Stratford, East Nashville. 
Uh, Liberty Creek and Fairview are playing for a date in the quarterfinals with East Nashville. And how do you think where they would fare East Nashville? I think Fairview gets Liberty Creek in a shootout. Uh, East Nashville's really, really good. But to say if they could make it to the quarters. We'll take it. For sure. Hey, listen, in their storied history, I say especially of late, they haven't always made it to the quarters. No. Coach, I'd be willing to bet Coach Hughes is the only coach to ever make it to the quarters. Yeah. So, And he's done it regularly. But that's kind of where it gets sticky. Let's go to 5A, Tate. We've got three teams in it. Page, Nolensville, Centennial. Uh, I think we both agree that it's going to go through Page. Uh, Page, Nolensville in round two. Page, Centennial in the quarters. And then in my opinion, I'll let you talk about it, I think the semis will be Page Beach. And by the way, Page all the way through will play at home if they can hold, hold the seat. What are your thoughts about that half of the bracket? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, we have one where we're different, but let's just let's just start with with the obvious. Page is going to beat Franklin County. We talked about that. Nolanville is going to beat Tullahoma. Centennial is going to beat Columbia. Hillsborough, Shelbyville. Shelbyville's nine and one. They were one and nine last year, or one and ten. Uh, who do you think wins that one? Shelbyville. You do? Because mm -hmm. they're at home. Yeah. That's a drive. You know what I mean? That's uh. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's tough. I'm going Hillsborough on that one. I think they. I think they sweep. So then that means Centennial Hills. Doesn't matter. We're looking at Page Centennial again. I think Page get. And by the way, Centennial will have the home game in that one. Right. Man, they're they're Dr. Dyson and Coach Glass and uh, Coach Moore and the athletic department. They've had some huge home game. They made some money uh -huh. this year on the football game. Uh, I think. Henry County gets beach. So I think it's Page Henry County. And I think you would admit you think Henry County is more dangerous than Beach for Page. I agree. Right? Yes. I think they I think they, they So we hope it's Beach is what you're saying. I would like that. Except I don't ever want to see Anthony Crabtree in the semifinals. Yeah, no kidding. So I'd I'd rather take my shot with Henry County. And that one is in Rudderville. Huge. So Henry County's a tough place to go. You know that. Very tough. They might, they, they might cheat you. So I'm going to say, I'm just going to fast forward a little further than you, Page over Knoxville West in the final. I agree. This is, the, this is the year they get it done. This is the year. This is I the agree. Year. Okay. All right, 6A. Now, the only thing I'm going to say about this one after the sweep I'm going to go ahead and say it so I can act like I knew it before you. Uh, Brentwood, who's going to make the final, is going to play Bradley Central for the championship. How about that? You like that pick? I like it. I don't agree with it. <laughs> you think it's still – who do you think, Oakland still? Yeah, Brentwood, Oakland. Bradley Central's going to mess that up. <laughs> I feel like there's more to there's like a next sentence like they shouldn't but they will there may or may not be some <laughs> let's just say I'm going with Oakland 
Uh, let's just say I don't know that Bradley Central even makes it to Oakland. Hey, man, uh, I know they were ready to run him out of town. You saw what you saw what Maryville did in the last couple of weeks. So don't let that six and four fool you. And then um, I tell you another thing, man. You know what? We're sitting there saying Oakland. Riverdale just beat Oakland. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Brentwood, Oakland. And you're going. I, I got to see where we are. Okay. If we're, if we're well, well, we got to we got to give. We them, have we the gotta, right. They got to keep tuning back in. We have the right to change this yeah. because there's injuries, there's matchups. Yeah. There's, okay. I'm just saying, looking at it initially, I think we're going to win two state titles. I, that's what I was going to say. If Brentwood can get there healthy, then yeah, I think they I think they win the state championship over Oakland because I think the defense is good enough to stop them. Well, and I'd say this about uh, it's a good year to have a really good team because I don't think some of those powers are quite as powerful as they've been. That's right. Although you look at the Oakland Ravenwood score, that was, was – I but get it, but – I think that was just an off night. It's not the right night. I think Brentwood is built and set up to beat Oakland the way they're built. I don't want to make some kind of crazy statement, but I'm going to do it. I, I don't think anybody's can score like 24, 25 points on Brentwood. I just don't think I don't they either. can. They can't do it. I don't either. So they just got to score some, and they got Baylor. I think you're going to see Baylor Hayes go up another level in the playoffs. I can see that. I'm on board with that. Plus, we talked about the kicking game. At very, at, at very least, any game they're in, kicking game is going to be a wash. Tate, as always, appreciate you being here. And I need to say this because, look, when a loss happens, I go with it. Uh, congratulations to the – Thank you. Well, I don't want to say congratulations. I just recognize that your, that your favorite college team defeated mine. And I heard it was a great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. I will say this. Uh, I was fully expect. I told my father this. I was fully expecting to see the Tennessee Big Orange takeover. Uh, that was not the case. Kentucky fans do not give their seats up very well. There, there was not as much orange as I thought there would be there, unlike – another SEC stadium right down the road. Um, uh, it was a great atmosphere, great game. The good guys won. Dan was a great host. Dan and Barb were great hosts. It was just an all-around good good time. So, But, but yes, uh, there's always basketball season. The Cats are making strides, though. <laughs> Don't the, cat, the Cats would be a great Big Ten team. They really would. Hey, what am I talking about? We can't beat Florida. Y'all can. So beat them twice in the swamp. Later. Yeah. I mean, so, anyway, I was. I think I was at Cedar Bluff <laughs> Middle School the last time we beat them in the swamp. Tate, <laughs> looking forward to the playoffs. Looking forward to cross country. Yep. I think we're going to be talking about a championship when we get back. We're, no. we're, we're definitely going to be talking an individual championship. Maybe some team championships. See you get to time. a game Friday night. See you next time, Tate. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us for Sports Connection. We'll see you next time.